Good morning, International Christian Fellowship Online Campus and all of those that call ICF Rome your family of faith, or maybe you're just joining us today for the very first time. My name is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I want to say welcome to you. If you're new to the city of Rome, I want you to feel that you are a part of the family of faith here at ICF Rome. If you're looking and watching and joining the service online, I want to say thank you for participating. Thank you for investing in your own life that your faith will grow, that you have opportunity to worship Jesus. So I invite you to lean into today's service. I want you to know that we pray over every service. I believe this year we are to be the living proof, the evidence that God is at work in each of us. I also believe that Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is the living, loving proof for your life, for your miracles. So today, as you worship, ask the Lord to hear your worship, receive your worship. As you hear the ministry of the word, lean in and say to the Lord, how do you want to change my thinking? How do you want to increase my faith? How do you want to form my spiritual walk so that I can walk in victory? I'm so happy you're a part of this service today. I want you to celebrate with the worship and I want you to grow in the word of God. Enjoy today's service. I am very excited about today. Today, every month, we, every year, we have a theme. Our theme this year is what? Living proof. We are the living proof of who Jesus is, right? And Jesus is the living proof. You know, I heard somebody say the other day, he's the only God who gave his blood for his people. Jesus shed his blood on the cross for each of us. Amen. I mean, that's amazing to me. So today, we are going to receive communion at the end of the service. I'm telling you now, as we welcome our online campus as well, because I want you to prepare your heart. In our church, we have an open communion, which means anyone who has made that commitment to have Jesus in your heart, to be the Lord of your life, you're welcome to receive communion with us. But today, because we are starting Healing Proof, I felt like I wanted our leaders to be here at the end of this service. They will come and have trays, and you will come and take your communion cup. You will go back to your seat. Our online campus will have their juice and crackers, and we will receive communion together at the end as we pray that his healing virtue would flow in all of our lives. Amen? Okay, so don't be nervous, don't be shy, don't try to leave early, there's no pressure, but I want us to know, like, we say we're family always, right? So the Lord is inviting us to his table, that's what the communion is, it's the Lord's table where we remember what Jesus did for each of us, and I am so very thankful for that. I do hope that you will all get some of these Kids Camp Flyers at the Welcome Center and invite some friends to come and participate. I also hope that you will come and participate. You can help set up. You can help clean up. You can help cheer. You can help make sure no kids run out the front door. So we have security. There's lots of ways for you to serve. Yesterday at the park... I was so touched 
because we went to just have fun. And um, we met families that didn't know about our church in the park from Egypt, from Tunisia, and they fellowshiped with us. They broke bread with us. They ate chicken with us. They played volleyball with us because we are a family of many nations. Amen? And so I want you to participate in kids camp. It is something that I believe is so powerful and God is with us. As we start today's message on healing proof, I want you to know that even right now, I know that there are some who need healing. And we're going to pray, like I said, at the end of the service. But I, I just want you to know, when we begin to put an emphasis on something, I want you to know the enemy of your soul will push back, right? He will say, oh, you're praying for financial provision. I'm going to give you five extra bills this week. Or healing proof is what you're focusing on. So let's see how many people in your circle can need healing this week. My granddaughter burned her leg on a dirt bike accident. My, my other grandson in another state broke his hand playing volleyball. My daughter hurt her back. But I want to tell you this morning, as I agreed in prayer with a couple friends, they're all doing better. Amen? God is with them. God is healing them. Dominic does not need surgery, so we praise God for that. So I'm telling you because I want you to know as your pastor, I never stand here like, oh, I don't really know what you're going through because my life is so wonderfully perfect. My life is wonderful in God's hands. It's not perfect. It's not without issues. It's not without fatigue. It's not without sickness. It's not without question marks. But here's what I know. At the end of my question mark, whatever that is, there's Jesus standing there saying, I've got you. Amen? And so this morning, I want you to know for your life, for your circumstance, he wants to be that healing proof in your life. I want to remind you what we're building on this week. In the past month, we talked about that good shepherd, that guiding shepherd, that guiding proof. And we learned that he's a good shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. He is God above all. There's no other name above heaven where we can be saved except through Jesus. We can know his voice. You can know God's voice. You're like Pastor Jen. How? How would I know God's voice? Sometimes maybe you're sitting outside and you see the beautiful sunset. Don't just think of it as a sunset. Think of it as God creator putting all these colors in the sky and one side of the sky is red and yellow and pink and the other sky is, side of the sky is blue and dark. I've seen it many times. Who could do that except creator God? And what do I know when I hear his voice in that? He says, I can create a miracle out of the mess. I can create a solution out of the struggle. I am the creator. Did I hear him audibly say, I am the creator in that moment? Maybe not, but I saw it written on the, on the sky. Maybe it's in that little phone call with a friend or a family person who says, you know, you came to my mind this week and I wanted you to know I'm praying for you. And it's like the Lord saying, I heard you say, I need some help. I sent someone to pray for you. We can know his voice and we can follow his call. And you know, we said we have to keep holding the rope. 
right? We have to hold the rope for God to guide us. We have to hold the rope for someone else. And I want you to know above all, I'm standing here today with 150 million percent telling you, you can trust the good shepherd. You don't ever have to doubt Jesus. You don't ever have to doubt God. The enemy wants you to doubt the one who gives you the answer. Remember, you doubt the enemy. You don't, I told my daughter this week, don't say my whatever sickness. That's not yours. It doesn't belong to you. You say, that thing that's trying to come against me, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. It's not mine. I don't have this. It's just something that's trying to bother me right now. Stop owning the problem and start owning the problem solver. Amen? I'm I'm encouraging you as the Lord and the Holy Spirit has encouraged me. I also told you, and this is very true for what we have to do today in Healing Proof, that we are to love when we hold the rope. We are to give freely. We are to obey him. We are to trust him. We are to leap, and then we are to repeat it. See, when I wonder about his love, I might not repeat, but when I know for God so loved the world that he gave, I don't doubt his love for me even if I'm sick. Amen? When I give freely, I don't say, God, I'm only giving to you if you do something for me. Hear me, I give, to, I give to God, I give to others because he's so amazing. I obey him. When he says, trust me, it's not, like a, it's not like trust me if you feel like it. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He'll direct you to the doctor. He'll direct you to the solution. He'll help you be a part of the answer to the prayers you're praying. And then we have to trust him. See, God's timing is not like our timing. I mean, I wish that it would be like this, or I wish it would be like, no, not right now, God. You can't do that one right now. Please wait. But God says, I know you're going to trust me, and then I'm going to help you to leap by faith. Can you say faith? Faith. Fede, right? Courage, that's what leaping is. It's saying that I'm gonna believe that I can actually be a mountain climber. I put that picture today because I want you to see that took some courage for that person to get at the top. That's not me. I should have gave y'all the one of me at the top of the mountain. In God's hands. That's when we leap. That's when we believe for a miracle. And I believe today some of you have been, been believing for a miracle, maybe you need healing and restoration in a relationship. Maybe you need healing and restoration in your circumstance. And maybe you came here today, you're like, it's June. You know, it's been cold and rainy. It's finally hot and people like, it's hot. Hallelujah, it's hot. I'm so happy for hot. And I was tired of cold and rainy. But I have to trust him. And I have to leap by faith. Amen. God is faithful. You don't have to doubt the good shepherd. So today, as we look at Jehovah Rapha, our healer, I want to remind you that one of our main scriptures for the whole year, Psalm 27, 13 says, I remain confident of this. Online campus, I want you to type in, I am confident. How many of you have watched us or found us online before you came here? Let me see your hand. You found this church online. Come on, I know some of y'all in here. You saw us online. 
more than that. Okay. So I want you to know when you say, I am confident that God is with me, he will be with you. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In the land of the living. We're still here. We're in a process of living. The world may say you're in a process of dying. I'm in a process of living. He came to give abundant life. Amen? Not boring. Not boring life. Abundant life. Scripture tells us that Jesus wants to heal. Say, he wants to. He wants to heal you. Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 4 says this. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man and said, I am willing. Be clean. Immediately... He gave up. Does it say that? Later, he was cleansed. It says immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. So this morning, I want you to understand something. Jesus said to him, see that you don't go and tell anyone. I think this is very interesting. But go and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So this morning, I have four points, if you're taking notes, that I want you to remember from this passage of Scripture. This man came and, and knelt and asked. You have to come and ask. See, the Bible says God gives each of us free choice. It says, choose you today who you will serve. So God is here saying, I want to heal you. I am the creator of a miracle. But if you want to sit with your sickness and your disease and your trouble and you don't ask me, what can I do? Because I won't force myself on you. He lets us choose our relationship with him. Come and ask. The second thing the man did was trust and yield to God's ways. Can you imagine? He had leprosy. He had scars and sickness and skin, turmoil all over his body. I'm sure people had shunned him. And he was suddenly cleansed. Can you imagine? I think if it was me, I'd be wanting to go, hey, I want to sh- tell you. I don't have that anymore. You don't need to be afraid of me. You can come and touch me. I won't get anything on you. He said, don't tell. Go and show yourself and offer this offering like you were commanded to do. The third thing I want you to know this morning, because I can imagine that man with the leprosy was afraid. I'm sure he had that leprosy for a while, right? He had been sick for a while. He had had these conditions for a while. Don't be afraid of the wilderness. I told you I would talk about that this week. And be the testimony in process. Isaiah 43, 19 says this. See, I am doing a new thing. Say new. new. Do you believe God can do something new for you? Yeah, amen. Do you believe God can do something new for you today? 
I do. I believe when I wake up in the morning, he can give me new strength. He can give me new vision. He can give me new joy. My joy from last week is not enough for this week. He wants to do a new thing. Now, not later, it springs up. Do you not see it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. So I want to say to you this morning a little bit about that desert of wilderness. Because as we go through this month, I want your faith to leap inside of you. I want testimonies of miracles of healing in every way. I want you to write me. I want you to tell me. (coughs) Excuse me. We've prayed for people that online on Wednesday nights, amen, and we've seen miracles. We've seen God take people, they were in the hospital, and now they're out of the hospital. Now, I'm praying for my cough as well. That doesn't mean I'm sick. It's just an annoying allergy cough, so don't worry. How does trust help us when we want to see healing? How does it help to trust God? You know, when you get ready for the day, and you know that you can catch a bus or a metro, you know they're not striking, you've checked your app and they're on time, it helps you kind of like, no, okay, I'm going to go do this, then I'm going to go do that, I'm going to get there, right? Trust helps you to approach the day. If it's a strike of transportation and the weather is crazy and you're not sure, it can kind of make you a little bit nervous about the day right? Maybe some, maybe some feel like, oh, I'm not nervous. I'll just stay home. But I want you to know there is a way to trust God even when it looks like a wilderness, even when it looks like you don't know what the outcome will be. Hear me. You can trust God in the wilderness. A wilderness is a wild, uncultivated place where we don't know the rules, If you've ever been in a wilderness, if you've ever been on a hike or a walk through the woods where there wasn't a trail or where it seemed like you went the wrong way, it can feel very unsure, right? It's when your GPS doesn't work, when the map stops working, when the data turns off and you're like, where is my, I can't find it. Sometimes we feel like, I can't find my healing solution. I can't find what God wants me to do. But he is Jehovah Rapha. I want to say to you that you may find yourself in a wilderness of a medical waiting room, waiting to hear test results for yourself or a loved one. In that wilderness where you don't know what the outcome is going to be. You don't know what the future is going to be. God is there. Say, God is there. I want you to know Jesus is with you. The Bible says he's as close as the mention of his name. This is so important. All of us face things in our physical bodies from time to time. You know, I was thinking about it this morning. When we come, maybe you're strong and energetic, and today you don't need physical healing. Then come for someone you know who does. But... We do live on this earth. We don't have a heavenly body yet. So you may have an issue in your body at some point in time. But I want you to know he's as close as the mention of, your, of his name. And you can trust his name when you don't know the path. 
The wilderness of whatever kind we have is where we need healing. But I want to say to you something about the wilderness. The wilderness of I don't know how this is going to work out in my body. I don't know how this is going to work out in my family. I know that we have, you know, uh, so many come from situations where there is pain and turmoil in the family. But God is greater than all of that turmoil. God is greater than all of that turmoil. The enemy would like you to get so discouraged that you stop believing for healing and restoration. But Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. I want you to say it with me, Jesus. Now I want you to whisper it, Jesus. See, it doesn't matter how loud you say it. Doesn't matter if we say Jesus or Jesu, Yahweh. He's as close as the mention of his name. Maybe you even think it. You're not sure what to say. You're not sure what to pray. So what happens in the wilderness? It provides a place of separation and preparation. I want you to understand that because if we understand life, see, I believe in giving all of us tools. I've studied, I've read about, Lord, what are you trying to show us? What are you trying to teach me? How can I learn and grow and be stronger in this area or in this period of wilderness where maybe I don't have the answers? And the Lord is saying, I sometimes allow this wilderness to separate you from anything else. Right? You've tried everything else and it didn't work. And God is saying, like that picture, I'm here. I'm putting you in the palm of my hands. Will you just trust me? I am separating you to prepare you to make you stronger. The Bible is filled with examples. Unless you think it's just me, it isn't. The Bible is God's holy word. And the Bible shows us people who experienced the wilderness and how God used that time to prepare them for their destinies. I know you're probably thinking, this doesn't seem like a healing message. But I want you to know that I don't want you to stop in the middle of your process and give up. So if you understand that you're on a journey, you've been holding the rope, right, from last month, and you're, and you're faced with something that it just hits you in the face. I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to say, never mind. I don't want you to say, I don't trust anymore. I don't want you to say, because you didn't do this, God, I'm not going to love you anymore. I want you to understand why and how God uses the wilderness. In Hebrews 11.8, it says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed, by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Wilderness. By faith, Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. Exodus 3, 1 through 5 tells us about Moses. It says, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock, good shepherd, guiding shepherd, he led the flock 
to the far side of the wilderness. And he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There. Everybody say there. He led them to the far side of the wilderness. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Amen? To in flames of fire. I have to read it from my notes here. From within a bush, Moses saw that through the, though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. This is in the Bible. This is a true story. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to Moses from that bush that was on fire that was not burning up. And he said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. And then God said, now remember, he had brought him to the far side of the wilderness, and this is where the angel shows up. And then God has this bush. And so God is like, Moses, I'm calling you. And Moses says, here I am. And then what happens? God says, wait, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals. For the place where you are standing is holy ground. I want you to look at that scripture for a minute this morning. If you have your Bible in Exodus chapter 3. He went to the far side of the wilderness. He went with a whole bunch of other people. The flock and the shepherds, right? And then he sees this thing that feels like, oh, that's a miracle. That's God burning the bush, but it's not burning up. But what's happening? And then he tries to get to that miracle. And then God says, wait, don't come any closer. In fact, this place where you are standing, hear me, this place where you are standing on the far side of the wilderness, this is holy ground. This is that place of separation and preparation. Did you ever think that God was saying, wait, I don't want to give the whole miracle yet. This, this place of separation, this wilderness, this is holy ground. Wait, wait, wait. Here, on one hand, our wilderness might be a place where we feel alone, but it can also be a place of undistracted separation. Yeah, I, nobody else knows what I'm experiencing. Nobody else sees what happens when I go home at night. Nobody else gets to know what I feel when I wake up in the morning and I'm in the bathroom by myself maybe. I'm just thinking about all of us. But God gives us a place of separation where our dependency is upon him. I'm asking you today. You need something? Who are you depending on? Are you depending on yourself? Are you depending on your church? Are you depending on your family? Or are you depending on Jesus Christ and his righteousness? And you're saying, okay, Lord, I got over here to the far side of the wilderness, but now I'm trusting you because you're telling me, take off your shoes. That means stay a while. You can't walk very far without your shoes in the wilderness. So if God said, take off your shoes, what he was saying is, Moses, don't go anywhere right now. This place in the wilderness is for separation and preparation. In Hosea, 
God speaks to another one in the wilderness. I mentioned it last week. We talked a little bit about it on Wednesday, but I want to bring it back to you today. Because in Hosea chapter 2, verse 14, it says, God talking, Therefore, behold, I will allure her. This one who has gone away from me. This one who has said, I'm going to do all these bad things and I don't care who knows. I don't care about Jesus. And God doesn't say, oh, well then, stay over there. I reject you. In fact, he says, wait, come here. I'm going to bring you into this wilderness, but I'm going to speak comfortably to you. I'm going to speak lovingly to you. See, that's where love is, right? He is the good shepherd. You can trust him. He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. He is Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides what we need. But he is holy. He is Adonai, our master. And so when he says, be still, we're still. When he says, I want you to come here in this wilderness, I'm, I'm telling you to wait just a minute. He's speaking comfortably, peacefully, tenderly. And then he says in verse 15, I will give her, the one who went away from Jesus, I will give her the vineyards from whence and the valley of Achor, which represents the valley of trouble, for a door of hope. And she will sing in that place as in the days of her youth. Here's another example of not somewhere else, but in the valley of Achor. There is a door of hope. In the valley of trouble, there is a door of hope. In the valley of trouble, she will sing again as in the days of her youth or as in that moment when you first met Jesus. In that moment when you first said, I'm going to trust you, God. The Gospels record Jesus seeking solitude in a wilderness to be alone. More than 40 times, examples of his practice of solitude are found throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In Luke chapter 5, verse 16, it says, He himself, talking about Jesus, talking about Jesus, Jesus came to this earth in the form of a man, but he himself would slip away to the wilderness to pray. Think about that. We want to slip away to the park and play, and Jesus is saying sometimes, I want you to actually slip away to the wilderness. Rest here for a minute. Talk to me. Listen to me. I understand what you're going through. In the middle of your health journey, <coughs> he is a good shepherd. In the valley of despair, his peace can prevail. We think we have to get past the burning bush. We have to get out of the wilderness to see the healing. But in the middle of it, he says, take off your shoes. This is holy ground. I want to do a miracle in your life, but I'm going to start it in here. Then I'm maybe going to do it in here in our mind. And then I'll do it in your body. Maybe I'm asking you to make an offering of praise, a sacrifice of praise. Once you make that sacrifice, you receive the blessing. Amen? In the moments of defeat and disappointment, you can trust his voice. His voice that says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He is the I am Jehovah. I am God. I am that I am, he said. When, when they said, who, how will we tell? What will we tell people? He said, tell them I am. That means God is Everything you could possibly need. 
There's not one thing that you really, truly need that God cannot take care of. But he might say, come into this place and dwell with me. When your heart has been wounded and your dreams are sick with discouragement, I want you to know that Jehovah Rapha is saying, I am willing. This man said, will you heal me? Are you willing? And Jesus said, I'm willing. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. He's saying, I am the answer. But here, we have to do what that man did. Come and ask. That's why this morning, as the team is going to come here in just a minute, we're going to receive communion. So, um, my leaders, Anala, Yao, Bose, Alex, Ben, if you guys would come. Thank you. Come and ask. Trust and yield. Each of you can take a tray, please. Don't be afraid of the wilderness. Be the testimony in the process. And so here's what we're going to do as these leaders are here. And you're going to come to receive. Here's what I want to say to you this morning, though. Don't build a tent and camp in the valley of despair. Don't set your address at the place of sickness and defeat. When Jesus healed that man of leprosy, he didn't say stay here and figure it out. He said go and show yourself and offer yourself as you have been commanded. You're going to go through, say through. You're going to go through it. You're not going to get stuck there. There's going to be other stuff that happens. But can you imagine if our mindset was different and we said to the Lord, I see the burning bush. I want you to imagine that each one of these communion cups is like that moment where you're going to approach the burning bush. You're going to be given this cup that represents the blood of Jesus. The, the wafer is on the top. It represents his body being hurt and wounded and, and stripped for our healing. So that you can be a testimony in process that he heals. So whether you need healing or not, I want you to come. If you know Jesus, I want you to come. If you want to know Jesus, I want you to come. And as you take that cup, whether you take it from one of them or one of them, you can just say, pray for me. Pray for my family. And then I want you to go back to your seat. So would you stand with me all over this place? And I want us to say today, as we, as we are with our online family as well, I believe. Can you say that? I believe. Io credo. Say it. Io credo. I believe. I will trust in the Lord my God. Father, we thank you right now. And I pray that as we receive your healing proof, we will know that you have something powerful for each of us. They're going to play a song. In fact, I think you can go ahead and sing Same God, okay? And I want you just to step out. I want you to come and get your cup. This side will come to this way. This side come to this. Take your cup, and then you can go back to your seat. Can you do that for me? Come on, don't be shy. Just come and get your cups. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And leaders, just kind of let them know, acknowledge that you're praying over them. Let them know what you have need of. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. I want you to know that in Scripture it says that 
when they came together, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink the cup and take the bread, you proclaim the Lord's death and his resurrection until he comes again. Today, we're going to take the cup first, a little different. So you may have to pull your wafer off. You pull that top layer and take the wafer, and then you pull the second layer for the cup. But we're going to do the cup first. The cup represents his blood shed for my restoration. The cup represents the blood of Jesus, this juice that we're drinking today. It represents Jesus' blood shed for the forgiveness of sin and the restoration of your heart. That brokenness, that sickness in your soul. I'm going to ask you right now before you take this cup, if you have never invited Jesus in to be in control of your heart, I want you to do it with me. We're going to do it together. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, if anyone takes this cup unworthily, you're guilty of hurting the heart of Jesus. And you know what? Sin separates us from God. Sin separates us from that healing power of Jesus. So the first thing we have to do is say, Jesus, take the sin out of my life. Jesus, purify me. Help me to trust you in a way I've never trusted you before. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. You're in this room and you would say, because I believe when two or three agree as touching something together, it's done according to the scripture. You're in this room and you would say, Pastor Jen, I need Jesus to forgive me. I need Jesus to be in charge of my life. If that's you and you want me to pray for you also, will you just lift your hand all over this room? I see it. Thank you. Thank you. Lift your hand. I need Jesus. Thank you. I need Jesus. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. I need Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. See, he sees it. Let's say this prayer together. You pray it with me. Dear Lord Jesus. Benny will also say it in Italian. Dear Lord Jesus. I ask you right now. Forgive me. Purify me. Draw me close to you. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will trust you. I will speak with you. I will live for you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for shedding your blood and forgiving me and purifying me and making me brand new in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take the cup together. Now we're going to take the bread. And the Bible says that he bore the stripes on his body for our healing. By his wounds we are healed. And I say to you this morning as we pray for healing proof, especially those in the house that know Jesus, you've been trusting God. When we stop trusting God, you know, that's disobedience. He said, trust in the Lord. He didn't say, trust me if you feel like it. He said, trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. 
in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your steps for healing he will direct your steps for restoration we've asked Jesus to forgive us but this morning as we take this representation of his broken body I challenge you I mean, I have to talk to myself sometimes, say, I can be healed in Jesus' name. I don't receive this any longer. I will do my part and he will do his part. But in the meantime, hear me, if I'm in the wilderness where I don't know yet, where the answer's not here yet, what did God say? Stay there. Don't move. Wait. Wait. And trust me, this place, this place, where you're needing healing in your body, this place where you're needing healing in your family, this place where you're needing healing in your mind. It is not your depression. It is not your anxiety. It is not your something. It belongs to the enemy. It doesn't belong to you. Amen? So as we take this bread, I am praying. The Bible says two or three agree in faith, but I believe, amen, that your healing is happening. I want you to believe it. I want you to believe your healing is happening. I want you to believe restoration is happening. So Father, we don't take for granted that your son took the stripes. We don't take it for granted that Jesus didn't stay dead in that tomb. He resurrected on the third day. That means resurrection power is at work in our bodies. And we thank you for it, God. And as we take this bread today, Father, I pray for every sickness, and disease and turmoil to be defeated and finished in Jesus' name. I thank you that sickness has an expiration date. I thank you that those symptoms of trouble have an expiration date. I thank you that healing has no expiration date. God, your healing is for me eternally. Your healing is for each one in this room eternally. We want to honor what you did on the cross for us. So as we take this bread, God, let us be like that one who said, I want to take my shoes off because this place where I'm standing in my life right now, this place is holy. And as I take the bread, I remember that I'm not walking through this situation alone, but Jesus is with me. Can you say that Jesus is with me? So Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you for your body that was broken so that we could be healed. And I thank you that we're going to have testimonies of healing miracles in Jesus' name. And we all, as we said, amen, we take the bread together. Thank you, Jesus. Can you lift your hands and just praise him for a minute? We do it as an act of surrender. You tell him. You tell him, you can talk to God. He's real. He hears me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing. Thank you for redeeming my days. Thank you for redeeming my strength. Thank you for doing something supernatural in the wilderness of separation and preparation as we see how you move in miraculous ways. Thank you that we know you're willing. You said, yes, I'm willing. All things are possible to the one who believes. And we believe in Jesus. Amen? Amen. God bless you. We're going to praise the Lord. I'm so thankful.
that the Word of God truly permeates our heart and changes our mindset so we can walk in victory. So today, if something in the message spoke to you, I want you to invite Jesus to be in control in a new way, in a broader way, in a total way. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, dear Lord Jesus, I invite you right now, I invite you right now to take control of my life. I thank you, God, that you are forgiving me of sin. You are helping me to walk in a new, right relationship with you. And Jesus, from this day forward, I give all of my heart to you, all of my steps to you. And I trust that with your help, Jesus, I can walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I also want to pray for your miracle in motion. I know that there are many people who watch online and you have walked through some difficult circumstances already this year. So, Father, right now, for that one who is saying, I need that prayer, I need to know that Jesus hears me, that God sees me, that he's working on my behalf, I pray the Holy Spirit that you will come into that place where they're watching right now. You will increase their faith. You will remind them that you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer. You are Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. You are Jehovah Shalom, the peace of God in the midst of anxiety and and turmoil. Father, meet every need of your son or daughter that's watching right now. Son or daughter of the Most High God, hear the Lord say to you, I am working. Your miracle is in motion. I'm going to turn your chaos into peace. I'm going to turn your storm into victory. The Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. And he wants to heal your body, mind, and spirit. I want your faith to grow in Jesus' name. If you were here, I'd put my hands on your forehead for your thinking and your shoulders for letting you know that you've got someone holding up your arms today. So Lord, I pray that today the one watching this service online would feel the presence of the Lord. They would know that they are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you. We are with you and your victory is in motion. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Now I also want to say thank you. Thank you for the way that you partner together with your family of faith. I want you to write me. I want you to send me an email. Click on the link. Write us on Facebook or the church website, icfrome.org. And know that today is the beginning of the best week you're going to have so far. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus.